Now that we, we're over the hump, are we yeah. are we done? We're not done. We're, we're, we're just done. starting. We're just starting. Well, good because we got to just scratching we, we, the surface. We, we got to just start today in one of our throwback episodes for Stream of Thought. My goodness, this was the first interview I think that we had ever that we had ever did on Stream of Thought and or on, on Straight Up. You're uh, uh, yeah, Straight Up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we've been I doing so many of these. We I've, do so I've many been, I've been, I've been absorbed on. back into the past. But, man, Dom is an up-and-coming... Uh, entrepreneur. He just, just does it all. Like He does everything, man. And, and He does the, rapping. He does producing. He's going after uh, just, like, business opportunities. Real smart guy. Cool cat. Down-to-earth. Very humble as and, well. And an awareness of the culture, too. Awareness and, of the and culture, yes. And we have yes. really good conversations about, like... I mean, uh, I guess race, society, yeah. like an understanding of our relationship and, you know, the man, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really revealing. And I think it's really relevant uh, to, to all, the, all, the, all the situations that we face. Absolutely. So with that being said, Dominic Gantu, stream of thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> Okay, ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we are, another episode of Straight Up. I'm Victor Marquez. I'm here with my buddies Rick Thorsell and Neil Batang. And our special guest today is Mr. Dominic Gantu. I had the pleasure of meeting Dominic a few years ago. He's a cousin of my buddy Neil here. And he is here to talk about his music with Elite Society and his new hit, Mr. Policeman. And here we are. Please welcome Dominic Gantu to the show. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! All right! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Thank you guys for having me. Okay, okay. Hey, Dom, man, thanks uh, Thanks for doing the show. We really appreciate your contribution. Um, as Victor mentioned, you are a musician. Uh, for those that don't know, tell them the difference between a, a musician and a rapper. How are you doing, Neil? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. How about yourself? Seriously, man, you got you to gotta have some manners. Like Tell your, you, tell your co-host, man. Dom, how are you doing today? I'm good, Rick. How are you doing? Good, I'm good, man. All right, good. perfect. Sorry, my hands are a little sweaty. It's, it's like all good. It's all good. <laughs> a lot of people are nervous when I'm around. Dude, I mean, there's good reason to be. <laughs> but what was the question again? <clears throat> my question again, uh, like Victor mentioned earlier, you are a musician. Yeah. You like to characterize yourself as a musician instead of a rapper. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between those two mediums? Well, I think a rapper, when you... when when you state that you're a rapper, you are kind of narrowing your yourself in the music business. So, um, one thing is, rapping is a skill that we all could have, but music is kind of it's, it's a little broader. Because personally, I just don't rap, but I also produce <clears throat> and uh, I also write music. So I'm englobing all things. So I play instruments. So I don't like to categorize myself just as a rapper, but as a musician. Okay, okay, okay. So I can be able to work with different artists. Got you, got you. Not just rappers. All right, all right. And what separates you, would you say, from other musicians and artists? Um, well, I'm the only Dominic Gantu. Okay. First so, and foremost. Solid, solid case. Right? Solid, that's okay. one. Two, I do a lot more than just music and rap so um again i'm i'm a producer so i'm, I'm kind of like a one-man band if i shall say so you remind me of dr dre 
A little bit, right? A little better though. You know, Whoa, you, let's not let's not let's though. not go there. No, no, no cuz he said something to me. There. He said something he said something to me when we were at the studio, when we were at the jungle and I called you rapper and you're like I'm not a rapper. I am a and that you said something else. And it like set the tone like businessman, sharp, knows yeah. what he wants. Not gonna let get shit get in the way. My Rapping God. and music is just a small portion of that. Bonus. There's other things, but a G. And that's and that's and that's one thing because rap music is a talent, right? Being a musician, like being doing music, rapping is a skill, it's a talent that you have. But if you don't do business, because at the end of the day, we all trying to get into the music business. Music is something that we can all do. Like I'm sure we all sing in the shower, and and at home. And uh, but if you go, if you're gonna be a professional, you have to deal with the music business, and that's what I do. I'm a businessman more so than a rapper or an artist. So, what sort of sacrifices have you had to make for the music industry? Uh, sacrifices like quitting my my, my job. My, quitting your what was your job? My junky uh, old job. I used to work for a company for a health management company, and um, quite frankly, that was not a sacrifice. I was happy to do so. I was getting headaches there. And essentially, I never I never wanted to work in the first place for anybody else. I always wanted to work for myself. So that was just the beginning of following my my own goals. So it was not so much of a sacrifice. So it was like, okay, um, now I'm, I'm starting to do what I want to do, and I'm starting to go and pave my own road. Because I know that there's probably a lot of, like, young entrepreneurs, especially in the music industry, mm-hmm. who are watching right now. And, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them would probably want to, like, quit their jobs and make do this full time. Like, what what does it take to actually make guts. that decision? Guts. No guts, no glories. Like, one of my guys told me, my guy KV Curvins, he's like, sometimes you just got to do it. Because if you think about it too much, you're never going to do it. If you think about it, you have to save Money to quit your job, you're never going to save enough. Approach that girl, gentlemen. Approach that girl. Homecoming season is upon us. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's, just, it's just a lot of guts. So sometimes you just got to say, hey, you know, I might not have enough money saved, but, like, that that would be making a sacrifice and saying I, I have to have the guts. I have to be gutsy enough to say I, I don't want to work anymore. And um, But you also have to plan accordingly. Because hmm. if you if you yeah. quit, then you have to know exactly what you want to do. I was gonna say because I'm thinking to myself like executed. people like people get really ambitious, get really yeah. excited, and it's like I'm gonna do this, and then they quit their job, and it's like, holy shit! I what am no, I gonna I have do? No idea yeah. what you know? I just got myself into. Your so new job is to look for a job. Yeah, you know, <laughs> your new job is to look, is to for, look a for another job, and you know what I'm saying, do your resumes and stuff that I don't like to do. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it's all about planning. You plan, you execute. And then, you know, you put your faith in God and you move on. Dom, please confirm if this is true or not. Because I heard that you kicked the door down uh, to HR and you were like, I'm done with you. No, and yeah. I, you sit down no, I, didn't, I didn't kick the door like, down. You know what? I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> get your boss. Get your boss's boss like on some Dame Dash-ish. Like. No, nah, look. So, look. So, this is what I did. I came back from my uh, trip. So, I went home. I went to Cameroon for a promo tour, right? So that's when, like, before I went to Cameroon, I already, like, decided that I was going to quit. But I was smart. I, I was smart about it. I was like, yo, I'm not going to tell them that I'm quitting because I'm not going to get my bonus. And they might fire me before I quit. Dude, I, 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 uh, I tried doing that, too, the same thing at my job. <laughs> so, 
I go to Cameroon. I, I have a successful promo tour. I'm happy. Um, put out a nice song, Camera Funk. And I come back. They expect me at work usually at, like, I used to go at 10. 10 o'clock. Yeah, weird hours. Yeah, I, I, I had a sweet job. That is awesome, yeah, man. from 10 to 7. Oh. So I, they expect me at 10. So uh, first and foremost, I, you know, I know this is my last day, so I'm not getting there at 10. I'm going to go there at 12. And I dressed up super nice. You know, I had my slacks on, some some dress pants, some money in my pocket, because I plan on going. I, I had planned to go shopping right after, you know. <laughs> of so, because I used to work by the mall, uh, by uh, Woodfield Mall. Yeah. So I go there. I I, I, uh, I walk in. Everybody's happy to see me because I was I was pretty social there. You know, people people like me there. So I walk in and and I say what's up to everybody. I, I hand out gifts like I'm Santa Claus. And um, I I um, Go see my supervisor, and I tell him, yeah, I got to talk to you, man. You know, I want you to get your supervisor so we can talk because I'm not working here anymore. Yeah. And he's like, um, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm dead serious. We're not on the same level anymore. Like, you know, go get your man. Go get your boss who was, the like, the project manager. Yeah. And then we can sit down and talk. Yeah, I know this. I heard you didn't even remove your hands from your pockets. Oh, no, no, only no, no. To, only, only to, to sign only your to get the yeah. gift and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then we went, we went into the conference room, and then um, yeah. and, and my supervisor, he was pretty nice. He was, a, he, was a, he was a nice guy. I didn't have anything against him, but, you know, I just, I just didn't feel like working anymore. And then the project manager, though, he was like, you know, so Dom, I'm happy for you. You know, I'm, I'm happy that you're following your dreams. And... But you know, but but you know that you know in terms of recommendation for another job, you might not be able to get that from us. And I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be. Don't worry about that. I'll tell that to my employees. We gonna whatever. be all right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I literally told them like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell the same thing. I'll, I'll I'll be mindful to tell that to my yeah. employees. So yeah. when they leave, they have to give me a notice. But I was pretty confident, though. I I, I knew I was not I, um, never gonna work again. At my job, I had a similar situation. I wanted to go out with a with a bang though i yeah. would have too but i was trying to get that bonus so <laughs> i showed up on a friday and my bu- other buddy uh tommy was quitting that day too putting his two weeks i was yeah. just gonna be out the door but he's like dude go after me give him the one-two punch <laughs> so tommy goes in and then i talked to the same people and they're so surprised and i finished the rest of the day because i wanted that bonus but yeah. i had to be there like for another three weeks yeah. and uh Damn. I didn't get it but it was i had to get out i was about to jump out the window and mind you that was the biggest bonus to ever gave you know at the company money isn't everything you had to get out jump you know ship. like i didn't That's even know it was gonna be that big because i didn't expect that you know what i'm saying so i came and it was like yeah we had this for you i was like oh so i went shopping you know i went caught some good organic soap you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> some perfume and it yeah. was good though so i mean again just to go back to uh the 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 sacrifices it's about planning mm-hmm. making sure you have everything planned be structured and take the guts. Okay. I'll give you a personal experience, right? So yeah. when I started the music, this music thing, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? First of all, I started in college. <clears throat> all right. So if you want a brief history about the Lee Society, we started in college. A group of cool guys. 
So start young guys. Yeah, you know, young guys just and be cool and be cool. Be cool, smooth. What smooth. does that even mean? Like it means you don't be like, like Rick. Be cool. So be cool. All right, yeah. be cool. I'll keep that in mind when I go so back. So ladies and gentlemen, yeah, uh, but be cool is just like be be your own man. Like that, you know that is that is that is important. Don't you got to yeah. you got to know yourself. You got to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. You got you got to realize that people aren't going to like you all the time. And unapologetic. Be unapologetically yourself. You're unless you're wrong. People the wrong way. Unless you're wrong. Which you often are. I'm rarely wrong. You know, All right. I agree. A, that's a good way to approach the stuff agrees, I say. Agrees with Rick's. <laughs> okay. But, Dom, man, so that's not the point. I mean, obviously, so you quit this nice corporate job. You had these benefits. You were doing your thing, right? Okay. Had insurance. Oh. You, you were the man. You were that dude. You were put on. Okay. You stopped working for the man. Now you're recording. You've put out uh, two hits. They've been somewhat successful. Uh Mr. Policeman and Camera Funk. So tell our viewers a little bit about the concept behind Mr. Policeman. Make sure you get the T-shirt though. Okay, that'll be out. Soon. I was gonna say like you ruined my whole intro. I was gonna like introduce it and be like, you Neil, ruined everything. Neil's wearing a shirt right now yeah. that says. What like, is he flexing really like? This dude. Yeah. No, don't don't pay, don't pay attention to the muscles. It's the it's the words on the T-shirt. Yeah. it wasn't a flex. I'm just built this Stop. way. So Mr. Policeman. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about him. I think the title speaks for itself. I, I can't. I think I can't take any credit for this song. Really, I have to shout out to uh, um, this this incredible artist in Cameroon named Sadrak. So basically, I go back to I'm in Cameroon and uh, one of my guys, right? So he's dating the artist's sister. I'm not sure if they're dating still right now. You know, you know how guys be. But so he's dating the guy, and um, he's like, yo. Before I get home, he calls me and says, Yo, Dom, I got this artist. I'm dating his sister, but he's an incredible artist. He's just like you. Like, you guys talk about the same things. So I want you to meet him when you come home. So I'm like, cool. So New Year's Eve, he comes to my house. My guy, my friend. Yeah. And he's like, Yo, Dom, let's go up the block. He's like four blocks away from you. So that's my, my neighbor. The artist is my neighbor. No way. Yeah, dead ass. So, excuse my language, but... So I go to his house and then we we chop it up. We talking, we we vibing, we listening to the song, and then we we talking about how you know music is diluted and you know there should be more substance in the music. And he's he raps in French, mind you, and we talking about the same thing. And um, I'm like, yeah, good things, man. And then Happy New Year's. We we'll go back to my house. We we'll listen to a couple of my songs in the car. January fourth, the day before I leave, mm-hmm. the, the evening before I leave, he comes home. He comes over because what he's trying to do, he's tr- he's trying to like, he's trying to cross. Um, what do you call? What do you call it? What's the word? If you guys can help me, but he's trying to get crossover, transcend. On, yeah, he's trying to cross over onto the American market. So basically, oh okay, yeah, he's, okay, he's trying I to transcend. So yeah, yeah. so he comes with a with a hard drive and he has a couple songs <clears throat> and we listening to music and we vibing and we chilling. And he's like, and I and I and I get the record, and the hook was up, the production and the hook was already on it. So what does that mean? Like, so the the, the hook, miss the singing, the hook, okay. the chorus, the chorus. Oh, okay. The chorus and the beats were already together, established. So they everything was put, the record was put together already. Oh, okay. So that was like a blessing, and I just took the record, and I was and I was like, yo, uh, let me let me get this one for myself. And then that'll be good promotion for you. And he's like, "Cool, that's fine. I, I, I'll go with that." And then Dali and I, which is a partner of mine, um, we we blessed the song with our verses, and it is what it is now. 
I was going to say, I mean, like, talking about substance, it's, what, a seven, eight-minute song? Yeah. Like, it is. Our songs are usually either, like, it's five five to six. Our song, we got, like, ten-minute songs. So, like, what's the difference between song, you know, like, songs that musicians do that are three to four minutes, typically, versus, radio. you know, the ones that you think it's... It's, it's just radio. Because when you do three minutes, it's for the radio. Yeah. We don't care about the radio, though. You've heard of the phrase radio edit, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's where that so if we were to do, if we had to have that on the radio um, for constant play. I don't know. How do you cut any of that stuff out, though? I mean, it's all like. You have to cut the third verse, though. For us. Okay. Cut the third verse. But that's, So you that's, guys have already, like, thought about. Nah, I don't care about the radio rhythm. If the radio pick my song up, they have to play the whole thing. But if they choose to, like, kind of, like, cut the third <laughs> verse, that's yeah. cool. That's what we got VNR for. That's right. That's right. That's right. We, we ain't got to worry about the radio. Yeah. You know, like, and it's DNA, it's the internet, you don't got to worry about the radio. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, 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 we just, we, we, we are in our grassroots right now. So the radio is for like, you know, when you want to sell albums, we're trying to reach the people individually. We're doing a like, what do you call it? The, um, grassroots, grassroots. grassroots yeah. yeah. So we, we, we go in communities to communities and we're trying to get the music heard. Like, you know, we, we, small time is right now. Okay. a promo, and that's the way we like it, though. Slowly but surely. So you say you're you're getting your music out to the people. What like what's the audience that you are trying to reach? Well, hip hop audience first and foremost. Well, I think my music is universal. So in terms of just the sound of Mr. Policeman, it's a tropical sound. So, um, it's for those who really like really my, the audience that I want to reach are the people that are chill that likes to listen to music from Monday to Thursday night and then pick it up on Sunday like if you like to listen to music mm. in your home while you're cleaning your house or in your car instead of jumping up and down in the club then you listen to me <laughs> if you want some substance you want to think if you want to you know what I'm saying if you want to kind of reach respect about things you if you want a peace of mind, some substance in music, yeah. you listen to me. Gotcha. If you want to, you know, in the club, you listen to Drake or whoever is uh, taking care of that. So you have to say, like, coming from my perspective, I like, if I had my own club, it would probably play, like, NPR podcasts. You know like, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. um, so, but, like, I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting question, though. because it's like beautiful girls would show up you're, for Ricks. Listen, there's more <laughs> out there than you probably realize. I'm, I'm sure. I don't I don't believe not, yes. But, I mean, like, you know, you say, you know, ideally you're reaching out to a universal audience yeah. and, uh, and to a chill crowd and all that. But you think about, you know, uh, uh, the lyrics, like, in Mr. Policeman, mm-hmm. and you think, well, why why should a white person... Listen, why should a white person care? Because it's music. Because it's music. Because it's pain. I, I can, answer, I can answer that question. You can, you can answer that. And I, and I, and sure, I, Victor, our resident expert on all things. Yeah, go on. Go ahead. That's a, well, he answered it. Because it's, it's, it's just good. It, it, you don't, it, it doesn't – you don't need to explain it. If you need it explained, it's like it's, go, it's over your head. You don't get the essence of what it's about. Yeah, I just said that. No, I, okay, I got you, Vic, and I agree with you 100%, right? But now, you guys have listened to Dominic's music. His music is very, it's very, it's it's radical. Um, it's, um, I mean, some might even find it offensive. I don't believe so. It's kind of got this, na- like, perspective, like, from a nationalist. So, 
a lot of people would find your music offensive because you're very pro pro black. But but that that has to do with opinions. At least it sparks something. Okay. See, music is meant to spark some type of discussion. Yeah. To me. Yeah. So as long as I spark discussion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As long as I generate interest in a constructive way so people can talk about social issues, yeah. I'm fine. Whether you like what I say or not, it's gonna spark something. That's music. At the end of the day, that's what the my message may be for the demographic that's currently dealing with the issues that I'm talking about, right? Which yeah. are predominantly Afro Americans, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you are like a Caucasian person and you listen to my song, you're gonna say, Oh, first thing is I like what it sounds like. I love the beat. And like, he's talking about something. I may not yes. agree what he's talking about, but yeah. he's talking about something. So he's then, evoking something. So then Dom, what do you say, my friend, to the naysayers that call your music radical? I don't listen to naysayers, first and foremost. There's no credibility in naysayers. It's like a chatty patty. You know, like Dame Dash said it. Yeah. I don't listen to chatty patty. You can have your opinions. Like You're entitled to that. Okay. We're in the United States. We're not in uh, North Korea. Is that... They're not allowed to have opinions in North Korea. Not, no, not what really. is it? It's, it's, no, <laughs> no, no, it's something. They're not. <laughs> but, but, but I didn't know the that. one permissible haircut is the Kim Jong Un. <laughs> no, it's something going back that to is, the real the talk with the haircut. the haircut really or not funny. the haircut. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's what's the saying? It's something like uh, a lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of sheep, or like a wolf doesn't yep. concern himself with the opinions of sheep, yeah. or something like that. Yep. Yeah. And, and and this is the thing. They're though. not even on your. They're not even on our level. People that are go-getters. You know what I really like? That scene in uh, The Great Gatsby when Leo's like, my life has got to be like this. It's got to keep going up. It's like, hell yeah. (laughs) It's real. Okay, so (laughs) let me interrupt you there and throw uh, a slightly, uh, you know, obstructionist wrench (laughs) in in this, like, constant role that we're on right now. Like... Most people don't succeed. Like, most people don't succeed when they go into the music industry because they're lacking one thing or another. But, I mean, regardless, like, people often don't succeed. I'll tell you and what so, they lack. When they, don't, they lack business. They lack business savvy. It is incredible how many people lack. They don't know. Listen, artists. An understanding. I'll of, tell you how it's set up. When you're an artist, a man, it, there's everything, there's a hierarchy, right? When you're an artist, that's what they do. You're an artist, you seek for a manager. Because he's going to sell your talent to someone else, to a label. And then when the label gets you, they manage you. And they do all your business. Yeah. And they tell you, you don't need to know anything. Just focus on your art. But a wise man and a smart man would know, I need to know exactly what's going on so I'm able to manage everything. So do you have an idea of this before you quit your job? Or was this something you learned on yeah, the Yeah, no. I, you know, I, like Neil said, in, what, what was that answer? I'm a sponge and I... Uh, <laughs> I soak everything I in. Soak everything up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for those viewing at home, I promise you, I don't sound that corny. Um, I'm Neil, and I'm a sponge, and I no, soak but the everything thing is like, up. I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, and I knew the the, the best thing to do. I, I wanted to be a businessman, and I wanted to be in the music of business, the music industry. So, before I even started recording music, I was already into promotion. In college, that's what I did. I promoted people. So would you say then it's not enough to be a good musician? It's not enough to be a good musician because music is a product. You need to sell the product. You could be a good musician in your home. So then dominate. I know plenty of musicians that that are at their home, chilling. They're doing music in their bathroom, their living room, but they don't do business. 
I'm a businessman. I sell things. Going off of what you just said, right, it leads me to my next question. And it's something I ask all the Chicago artists that we're going to have on our show that I meet and greet. Do you think that lack of business savvy that you talk about is why Chicago artists, the Chicago hip-hop scene is meager? No. It isn't as strong as it would be in L.A. or in New York or in Atlanta because they lack that business savvy? No, that's that's not it. So the business savvy is in regards to you knowing exactly what you're getting into when you are entering the music business. Got you. It's for Got your you. own protection. Got you. Now, the reason why the industry in Chicago seemed meager is because we separated, we divided. There's a click on the south side. There's a click on the west side. There's a click out, out west. If, if, if we had some sort of unity, right, that was transparent, then you would see, oh, it's a lot of artists in Chicago, you 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 yeah. see that the, the the movement is not meager. Yeah. It's just that is is everybody has their own block and their own little <clears throat> clique. Yeah. And it seems like we are a meager industry in Chicago. We're not. We may not have the the like the business structure. Yeah. Because a lot of Chicago artists go to New York or Atlanta to go get have. to go cut the deals. Okay. They go get deals there. Okay. But like we have enough following. Like we have artists like Chief Keith. His following came straight from home. Like, you have support. I mean, even though, like, it's the thing. Like, a lot of Chicago artists, we don't support ourselves. Like, we are, we, 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 we take from other places. Like, uh, uh, a New York, a, a song from Atlanta would be hot before, before we, like, we put on an Atlanta rapper before we put on a Chicago rapper. Like, we don't support our local acts. Gotcha. That's one thing. Gotcha. Because if you go to states like New York or Atlanta, they have a lot of, shows for like local acts and they have a lot of shows for upcoming artists in the city that give them the exposure yeah we don't have that here you see what i'm saying that's unfortunate two um the click thing is what like the separation in clicks is what brings the lack of business structure you know what i'm saying imagine you have a 16 year old dude come shoot up your whole office or something I'm saying in New York, you go there, you out of town first and foremost. Second of all, you know you're going there for business and you sign a deal, you know. But we lack that here. We have no record label, no representation. And personally, I don't, I don't care for record labels because independency. This is the age of independency. I don't need a record label anymore. So you're not signing with Bad Boy, Dominic Gantu. I'm signed to one company and one company only. Elite Society LLC. Elite Society. That's what's up. Wow, I like what a, that. That's what what's up. Great transition. There we go. Elite Society, man. What uh, What is Elite Society? Elite Society is everything. What Elite Society represents is us, the people. Sound like a poli- like a politician right now. <laughs> but, so tell us, like, I mean, like, how, like, how does it represent? The I people? I love that Dom is explaining everything to you guys and and the and the people that are watching. But it's like I do not need any of this explained. He's just speaking the truth. That's keep I pre- going. You know keep saying, going. Victor? So right. once but, Victor's done blushing, we'll let Dom finish what he has I was to say. say. Like in, in <laughs> reality, there's nothing to be gained from somebody who's looking another person's ass crack. On Me? the other hand, what are you talking about? Nothing. I'm just what? saying. For those, for I never those, looked at an ass crack. I never looked at an ass crack. In this, an ass crack in this room. Pause. 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 <laughs> yes. Multiple pauses. All right. 
but, but elite society though is like a, it's a conglomerate. It's a group of guys, a group of young guys, a group of entrepreneurs that just wanted to be independent and wanted to do things their own way. Essentially, not follow trends, separate themselves from the from from the average, and set, and set trends. What does it look like so over the course of when you guys formed? You said in college, sometimes you, you. It started in a small living room in my two bedroom apartment when I used to be roommates with Eddie and the boy Illinois, which you guys had previously. Yeah. So we used to be like we were like the like you know when you're in college on a college campus you have the athletes, you have the frat boys. And then you had elite society. You got the guys that go know <laughs> what know what's going on everywhere. Everywhere, they keep like, tabs on everything and everybody. Like, we used to get calls on weekends like, "Yo, Dom, what's popping?" Even like the frat boys, they used to call us to ask us like, "What what's going on?" Like we used to set things. We used to be the bosses. Uh, so I guess th- that 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 exposes the reality. Not everyone can be cool. <laughs> like it takes a certain person. You know. I mean, you could be in a in a, in a small. In, the, in your own unique way, like you, you yeah. have to own. You have to own your ser- person. You, you, and you may you, be cool, but not as popular. Yeah, which you still may as long be cool as, as long as you're comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Like that's yeah. you know that's what's about. Yeah. But I mean that sort of talent, yeah. you know, is I think especially important in business because it adds that element of just social awareness. Yep, appeal that you don't have otherwise. Yep, that's true. Yeah. And it's the thing, you know, at least society, like, we we were just cool guys, man. We we, we enjoyed the fact that we, we could go out and uh, be appreciated by people. We were, I, I was social. A lot of us were. We were pretty popular. That was the first time Luol Deng saw a bunch of regular dudes pop a hundred bottles of champagne. Moet, to be specific, <laughs> under a span of 30 seconds. Even that boy, with all the millions he was making by the Chicago Bulls, was surprised. Like, <laughs> you know, Is there a story behind this? I, I, I no. know who Luol Deng is. I, no, he just came to one of my, one of my, uh, one of my guys, uh, yeah. my younger brother, Jills. He yeah. was having a party. He was a little extravagant. He took it to the top, you know. And then, okay. you know, he used to have a... Uh, so Luol Deng came to one of our, one of our parties and... I mean, it seems like he never went out until that <laughs> night. <laughs> did uh, did you guys let Lou all pop a bottle? Y'all didn't let Lou hold on some. He's a little cheapskate though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, he's he's yes. like, he's very conservative. Tales, with his money. Tales of African success, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's cool. He's oh, he's about man. his business. You know. Yeah. You know. But I'm not a chatty patty. I'm not going to talk about his own, you know, because, you know, we knew girls and yeah. we encountered the same, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mutual <laughs> friends. Mutual friends and stuff like that. But, but yeah, so that's, that's so when we figured out that we were, like, the coolest dude on campus, we was like, man, we might as well start using that. We might as well come up with a name. Just like us right now, we decided, oh, it's like, like straight you up. three, like, like yeah, up. like straight up, like are we cool. <laughs> All right, let's call this VNR. You know, like, what, what are we gonna call ourselves? And then at the, at the at the time, we used to um, kind of be involved in like regular, you know, uh, you know, extracurricular activities that would make you lose yeah. your train of thought for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Loosen up. Inten- <laughs> int- intense study, intense Enhan- study, real Enhan- hard. Enhance the creativity. Yeah, you know Those it's, all it's nighters in the bit in the library. Listen, so don't take Adderall. When when we came when we came together to actual to actually figure out the name, we didn't come up with anything until uh, we all like separated 
we we all everybody went their own way. Everybody went home. And then I got a call from one of my guys, Blink, right now. He's in Nigeria doing big. Shout out to Blink. Um, he was like, he texted me, like, yo, Dom, so let's call ourselves Elite Society. I'm like, oh, perfect. And you know me as a businessman, I thought, oh, that's a great name. I want to brand it immediately. So that as soon as I got the name, I was like, I'm going to make that a company. And then, you know, my cousin Eddie, who's in Canada, shout out to him, was like, yeah, Dom, I'm with you. Let's, let's do it. Let's brand it now. And then what we started doing is we started letting people use that name to promote their parties because mm-hmm. they knew if Elite Society was there, then the party would be jumping. You see what I'm saying? That's, I, that's yeah, when that is, came. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a way to, like, innovate and use your strengths to the maximum, you know, yeah. beneficiary. But it cost a lot of money because before that, look, we had this big party. Again, my guy, Jills. <laughs> shout out to Jills, <laughs> man. You hey, shout I'm hearing this name over and over. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell like you, like, he's, he's, he's Shout a, out to Jills for the good time, Like, my, man, my brother, my brother, my, my brother, Dino, who you may know, shout out to him as well. He likes to do sh- you know, classy, nice things. And then Jills was young when he when 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 we uh when I met him, and um he he he's a guy that had a vision, right? He had you know like, like when you have a vision and it gets someone to spark that master in you, yeah. Right. So my brother was that spark, the instigator, the instigator. <laughs> so we had this big party. Literally, we had like. Two condos spread. We had one condo just for dancing, and we had the other condo where we had a bar set up, like literally. Spent like probably like a cool something. A car, no, like a car, literally, a brand new car on a party. And then from, and then that weekend was a big weekend, right? It was a big yeah. weekend. So, um, people were leaving, and it was a free party, so people were leaving the. <laughs> People were leaving like the major parties to come to our party. I've been missing all these years, man. I don't know. You were not thirsty <laughs> enough, man. You had to be thirsty. That's true. <laughs> but a hundred bottles of champagne, two stretched limos, and a partridge in a pear tree. So ever since that night, everybody was like, "Oh," because you know, even the promoters. The, you know, imagine you're a promoter. You have your party, and no one comes to your party because they find out. You, they have there are another part. so you leave your own party and you come to our party, <laughs> and then and then that's how they was like okay they let's uh, they used to give us a call like yo so we having this party we think about putting your name on a flyer, and then we're giving them permission to do so as long as we get in for free and do whatever we need, and then that's how it started. So after that we made a company and then you know we were all musicians. Little people know I've been I've been making music for a long time. No, since high school. I actually showed him how to rap, ladies and gentlemen. I knew that was. I, I knew that was coming. I showed him how to. How Wait, to is rhyme. this actually true? Yes, yes. I showed him how to rhyme words when he first came here. I showed him how to freestyle and how to, you know, how to spit bars and I things see like that. You're very uncomfortable with this. Uh, I'm not uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. He didn't show me how to rap, but well, well, Neil was not. A, nah, he. Nah, it, Neil just talk out of his ass sometimes. <laughs> and tells. <laughs> Not, not that he didn't guide me. Not, not that he didn't. I remember my first raps, and I was like, it was like super unorthodox, right? And then he was like, nah, this is how you're supposed to rap. Yeah. But not that I followed him. Yeah. But at but, one point but, he gave me. You an know, advice. he was he was you know one of the one of the first not people. And advice, the advice that sparked a nice and somewhat successful career that you're having. No, I tell you who sparked my career as a rapper. See, I've been I've been thinking about rap for a long time, but like the person that really did it was my guy Mike from back at home. The first time I listened to, because I was into music. Is this Mike? 
the mic that was uh, who's not, not the mic that still owns me fifty you, bucks. The, <laughs> it's just the, the mic that owes you is a different <laughs> mic that got kicked out the car after you guys played <laughs> basketball because he wouldn't pay you or something. No, 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 no not, not that mic. Like, <laughs> instigator. So I'm gonna tell you. So one of my friends, Mike, right? He was his dad was the governor of the Northwest region in Cameroon. So we go there for, for we go there for vacay. Nice crib, chefs all over the place. So we chill, we eat, we cook, and then he's like, "Yo, Dom, man, I got these rappers, these French rappers. I want you to listen to." So I'm listening to him, and he used to love him. He used to rap them all the time. So that's how I got introduced to rap because at the time I used to love like reggae and like traditional music because my dad used to listen to traditional joints in the car. So that's really how I got introduced to rap. And then when I moved overseas. You know what I'm saying? I got introduced to Jaru and this this guy's rappers, favorite rappers or whatever, whatnot. not. But I used to I used to want to be. A I rapper. was a fifty person. I was not on the. I was on the Jaru side, right? But then fifty came hard, and John <laughs> didn't have anything to respond. So what was I supposed to do, man? I was Join young the bandwagon. And <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But yeah, so that's how that's how I fell in love with rap, though, because and that's and you know the thing is like I always thought rap was about substance because the first rappers that I heard had substance that was the intriguing part it was not about them rapping words but it was what they were saying like i'm i'm like the way i listen to music i listen to what you say i i, I want to hear what you say not what how you say it see what i'm saying you can be yeah. all you can you, you can be the best rapper but if you ain't rapping about nothing but i mean that takes i, I think we talked a little bit you know earlier i, I don't know if it was on tape but like um what you're willing to sacrifice yeah. for for this industry and yeah. where you draw the line and like do you do you know where that line is i mean in your own sort of business aspirations like you're a businessman like yeah. ideally you'd like to have the best business yeah but you also have your morality and integrity yep and where is that balance i mean where do you find the balance but that's 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 having the best business if you have morality and integrity then you know is that the best business though best business Righteous business is the best business because let me tell you something. When does righteousness make money? Like I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. There's certain things that you won't do. When you when you look, Elite Society, you know why? I'm 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 an exclusive artist. I don't do music with everybody. That's one thing. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. In the end, my value will be up. So when I do a song with someone, mm-hmm. then it then it will be important. Like when you when you quote unquote prostitute yourself, you devalue yourself. You devalue your music, and 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 you become just vulgar. You yeah. you become just like like Lil Wayne. I I, I was gonna troll, but he thank may you for have bringing gained, up an example. He yeah. may have gained some popularity, but to me, he's not exclusive anymore. Like you know, I'm not eager to listen to a Lil Wayne record because it's kind of <clears throat> trash right now. But also because. I've heard too many Lil Wayne records, and they sound redundant now. But like, I've, yeah. I I pride myself on being exclusive, just like just like wine. Wheezy isn't trash, Dom. I I I strongly disagree. I think he's just a little confused with all these baby, no Birdman, Young Thug issues. But he's not trash. The music he's is just trash. got a different way. He's just got a different way. Well, we 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 all have different. Again, we you think he's not trash. I may think he's trash. I mean, we have different opinions. What he's saying is trash. Again, he's not saying anything to me. But he's still skilled. 
Yeah. Would you say that you're... What are you influenced by? Guess. I mean, I would assume the people who you make the music for. Yourself. That's that's one. I mean... That, that could be... But God, that's it. Say the truth. I have no idols. I have no idols. I don't idolize anybody in rap. I might like your rap, but it doesn't mean that, like... Doesn't mean that you moved it. Like when a lot of people ask me, "Who's your favorite rapper?" One myself. Yeah. Who's like who inspire you to rap? Like who do you listen to when you want to make? No one. I listen to Dom. I'm a little bit of a narcissist, but I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm the best. At what Amen. I do. Amen. You know what I'm saying like yeah. I'm the and and the reason why I'm the best rapper, quote to quote, is not because I can rap better. It's the way I rap. It's what I say and how I say it. Hmm. Uh, you can't fully understand what I say when I rap because I rap in parables a lot, not metaphors, but parables. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're familiar with the Bible, right, it's precept upon precept, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for you to understand what I say on the first verse, you have to listen to the last verse sometimes. I've never heard that way of uh, explaining hey, it first on VNR, you know? Um, Straight up. How long does it take you to come up with this stuff? Uh, some records, it takes me five minutes. Like, those verses for Mr. Policeman, five minutes. Really? I told you it's divine. Really? Man. I don't. Wow. I don't write usually. If if I write, it's because I don't have a studio right next to me. But like, mm-hmm. it doesn't take me a long time. When I when I catch the beat and I like the beat, so I didn't. I didn't. Neil didn't teach me that though. You know? <laughs> I know nothing about making beats, but I can show somebody how to rap. You know, Neil, show me how to rap. Um, we'll do that during the break. But right. before we go to that break, I have a very important question I want to ask you. If you listen to the content of your music, Dom, um, one can find you're very passionate about the economic and political, condi- uh, political conditions of, of blacks all over the world, um, okay. not just in the United States. Um, what do you think that blacks uh, throughout the world can do to kind of uh, rise against their situation and the oppression that they often experience? Uh, well, uh, can I backtrack a little bit? Yeah. You might need to explain, in your own opinion, like what the situation is. I don't think it's an economical or political situation with blacks. I think it's a God problem. Like that pastor, you know that pastor? There's a there's a famous pastor on YouTube right now who has the... He, I forgot his name, but... T.D. Jakes? No, not T.D. Jakes. He's, 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 sorry, he's a cornball to me. But, but it's a God problem. Okay. It's a it's a lack of self knowledge problem, and that's what I bring to the table. That's what my raps are about. It's about knowing who who you are. If you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going. So that's it's, the it's not because you you have some blacks that are economically stable, some that are not. Just as much as you have the same criteria of like, um, like um, economical disparities in different for different races. Yeah. But at the end of the day, overall, we, we it's, it's, it's just a lack of self-knowledge. It's a lack of unity. Like, if I don't know who I am, I don't know where I belong. I don't know who's my friend. I don't know who's my enemy. I don't know anything. So it's a, it's, it's a lack of it's lack of self-knowledge, not knowing who you are. So if you not, don't know not who you like are. our African ancestry, but our biblical ancestry. That's that's what you're, that's pretty much what you're. Yeah, I mean, okay. what what's, okay. what's 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 Africa? What is Africa? Yeah, a cradle of civilization. That's what they say, but I bet she was Jerusalem. You think so? I uh, saw so Galatians, what, 426? I don't have a 
uh, what are you, eidetic memory when it comes to biblical verses, but I'll take your word for it. Take my word for it. Check that's it. About, that's around. Yeah. Yep. So, that's, see, there's, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions in history. And that's what my rap's all about. Educational history. Kind of. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I do. And for you, that starts with the Bible. That's the only thing I read, though. Low gotcha. key. That's, I mean, that's... Gotcha. If you don't know that, you don't know anything. So God problem, what, I mean, what does the God problem look like? I mean, what, like, if you don't know, if you don't know God, you don't know yourself, right? Cause what does it take to know God uh, for you? Like in your music and in your like life, I mean, like this seems to be like something that you embody. Like, I mean, what does it take to, for somebody <clears throat> who let me take, is uh, trying to center themselves? I, I let me take a, a lyrics. What did I say? So look, I'm, I'm not going to take a lyric. Laws. America has laws, right? Yeah. What makes you an American citizen? Uh, birth. And what? And, I mean, if you go through the naturalization process. No, you're an American citizen. How do you identify an, an American citizen from a Chinese citizen? You guys have a different set of laws. That's it. That's the difference between the countries. In America, they have certain laws. In China, they have certain laws. If you don't know the laws of God, you don't know God. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. So how would how would somebody hoping to follow in your sort of footsteps uh, orient themselves in that way? I don't orient them. The book does. The laws does. So it's less it's less of a. If you want to be like Dom, you have to be like you have to follow who I follow. I don't I don't I don't I don't go I don't do things according to my will. Just like I told you, I write records in five minutes. Some of the things I say. Or I write. I don't. I don't know how to say those things. Or I don't know how to formulate those things. <clears throat> but it just happens. Like in, in one of my songs, I said I didn't choose rap. I didn't choose rap. God chose me. I didn't choose to rap. I wanted to be a businessman. <laughs> my father's a businessman. I just happened to rap. And in one of my songs, I said I'm a life coach. Mm. I'm not a rapper because I talk about life. So, like, part of it is listening to a force outside of yourself which is easier said than done listening to who listening listening to a force outside of yourself which is easier said than done yeah i mean yeah i just not you following see, you yourself see, yeah not following yourself yeah. listening listening to that that's greater outside of yourself and i mean like i feel like that's something that is that just doesn't really exist in proliferation i mean you're you know if you're going to have the sort of music that's <clears throat> that's going along that um how intentional are you about communicating that underlying message of the stuff that grounds you. The, the so look, it's, a, it's about laws, right? So if, it, if 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 there's a law saying don't murder, I won't rap about murdering people. Really? Unless I'm using it as, as an example. I won't glorify murders. Like, the music right now glorifies what? Killings and robbings and everything that shouldn't be glorified. And drugs. And drugs. And prostitution. And prostitution. Don't say it. Harlotry, if you want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those different things. And so, worshiping idols. So like so like I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't rap about something. I wouldn't glorify those in my raps. Mm-hmm. I'll rap about them and say these are bad things to do. Do this instead. Hmm. The antithesis of a contemporary artist. Good job, Neil. So what uh what is the Bible telling us to do? Do the will of God. Amen. Amen. That's it. All right. I'll take that.
I mean, as simple as that. Yeah. The Bible is very simple. I mean, the Bible is very simple. That is where I would disagree as somebody who spent no. three years studying. I mean, it's not as simple as it looks. I think we tend to make it simple. Ricks, for those who don't know, tell our viewers a little bit about your uh, your uh, your career. We don't. I mean, like we'll do that on the web extra. We don't right <laughs> no, let's talk about I, what's I am been a, going on. I am on. a former pastor. A for, a, let's talk about, what, pastor let's talk about what's been going author. on. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so you, I mean, you I, mean I have a, I have a, I have, I have a basic, you know, like know. understanding. But you I mean, live like that's not the conversation that you, interests me. What interests you me? Is that, like, hey, you live in that thug life? Oh my God, is the thug life? Is the, the thug life? Yes. I'm gonna tell you something funny yes. though. You know what? The essence of hip hop, right? Yeah. Was founded upon those. Was founded upon like traditions. Like if you Biblical listen concepts? to, if you yeah, if you listen to really? old hip hop, if you listen to old hip hop, like the Nas, the Rock, Kim. They always talked about God. They always talked about positivity. They always talked about constructive criticism. They always talked about constructive ideals, right? That's what hip-hop is founded upon. Really? Like, yeah, hip-hop is positive. Now, the prostitution of hip-hop due to... I don't want to call it monetary... Because a lot of people have this misconception that the reason why hip-hop is the way this is because they want more money. They used to make a lot of money selling good hip-hop. It's hmm. just the fact that they don't want to put effort and spend money and, and they just don't want good music to be out. Simple as that. Some people might say it's an agenda. But I blame it. I blame the label as much as I blame the artist, because yeah. I write the music. You and have the, a say, you have the ultimate say. As you see what I'm saying? What? But you know, a lot of people depend on the label for the money, so they'll do what the label wants. Don't say this. Don't say that. And they'll do put that. That input. That's yeah. why Elite Society yeah. started. Like I never wanted to be commanded by someone to make music that I don't want to make. Yeah. yeah. Interesting story about that. Kanye West. I'll never forget this interview. He, uh, Vic, you probably saw this. He had a BBC interview, and his, the most successful track off of College Dropout, one of the most successful tracks was Gee. Gold Digger. Even Jesus Walk. Look at that. And he did yeah. not want to put that, that track out. He just made it as a joke, but the label, the powers that be, were very pushy for him to release that track. Kanye didn't like Gold Digger. Yeah, a lot of people like it, though. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So why is he putting out stuff that he doesn't like? You see what I'm saying? And what Dom is doing... Well, it's like what Billy was saying yesterday. you got to sacrifice in order to move ahead in various different aspects of the industry. No, not all. Like, not... Not all the time, but but there will be moments. There will be moments where you have to decide if you want to go one route or another. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I I think that's why I I like listening to your music is because it is non-conventional. It's something that you don't hear on the radio and i mean as something that's free to listen to really in so many different locations all you have to do is you know google elite society and like shit your music pops up and you can sorry i swore and uh and you can listen to it and uh, and you can actually engage with the lyrics right there it's free access yep and it's countercultural, and and that's that's, and that's it and that's 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 the aim but i think but i think the difference is is that it's not necessarily profitable and i think that that is the thing that differentiates i mean i think it can be profitable but i don't think that that is the primary motivation that you operate by true which that's, is the the key difference that's one thing you're right i don't I, profit is not on my on my goal list because that's inevitable <laughs> well said mr narcissist you see what i'm saying that's <laughs> yeah, inevitable. No, no, I got I'm more, you. Like, 
when you put your mind onto something, you're gonna profit off it. Yeah. Right? If if I make a record for ten dollars, if I spend ten dollars to make a record and I sell it for twenty, even if I sell one, I profit already. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I want to do it my way. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Hmm. I have to do it my way. And this is a music business. Like, there's a lot of ways I can get checks. Like again, I said I'm a writer. I can get publishers, publishing yeah. from that. I am uh, a producer. I can produce tracks while I wait for mine to blow, <clears throat> right? But essentially, um, I can tour. I can sell. I can. My music could be free. Hmm. It sounds good, and then people yeah. could call me for shows. You see what I'm saying? But I rather be on my time. Like I've been, I've been making, I've been, I've been writing music for ten years. Okay, yeah. I've been in the studio for yeah. the past like five, five years. I have ten albums, never dropped one. Ten albums already. Wow, you I, didn't realize like, it was 10. I have about one hundred and fifty to two hundred songs. I just wait. I, I can sit on it. Mm. To me, that's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like wealth, right? Yeah. My kids will be able to eat from this. It's like land to me. Music is like land. So. I have my catalog. When I die, even if I don't make money off this, I know my kids will. That's some long-term planning. Yeah, because it's good music. It's <laughs> also very important. Is, that's the thing, long-term planning. I always think 10 years ahead. Where, where, What do I want in 10 years? Where, where would I want to be in 10 years? I don't yeah. think tomorrow. I, I, I think 10 years ahead, and then I make plans for tomorrow. But I think 10 years ahead. Like, you know, my music is, 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 is timeless. So if it comes out today, if police, listen, if Mr. Policeman came out today or it comes out in 10 years, I'm sure people will still relate because the police won't stop doing what the fuck they're doing. Excuse my language. You know what I'm saying? The police won't change. The forces that be won't change. People are still going to relate to the music. That's why the message is important. So Camera Funk, right? Those same 25-year-old girls who were shaking it, in Cameroon to your song, you think they'll still be twerking? My, mo- my mother, ten years was, later, my mother was twerking to that. What? That's the reason why I made it the first single. Because the night, remember I told you about. <laughs> I tell you, not not twerking, but you know. Yeah, no, no. But no remember, look, the, remember, no, she definitely wasn't twerking. Remember but. I told you. Remember, remember I told you that the guy came, my my friend, the artist, mm-hmm. he gave me Mr. Paul. He came over. We played that record because I was in that particular car because the bass of the car is super duper, right? Yeah. So I played Carmere Funk. My mother was like, this is the single. She's the reason why I actually dropped that record. Really? First, yeah. She was like, this is it right here. That's incredible. And I'm saying like, this is it. That That's why I made it the first single. Yeah. So like, if I, and I know my mother's about 60. If I know a 60-year-old love this, then a 25-year-old would like this. Yeah. And then years to come... See, like, the way, like, I do surveys <laughs> when I do music. Like, I'm, I'm very, like, technical. I'm peculiar. Like, if I have a song, I do a survey. Mm. I say, how many old oldies like this? Because I take the old formulas. Like, this is the way I look at it. You have a child, right? Supposedly. And I have a song. Yeah. You like my song. What would you do? You buy my record, right? Mm-hmm. And then you play it on your radio, right? Mm-hmm. What would happen? Who's in your car? Your son, right? Yep. He'll listen to what daddy listens to. And then he's going to say, oh, my dad used to listen to this guy. That's why I'm still stealing Dan fan. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the way music used to be sold. Yeah. M- music used to be targeted to adults. Mm-hmm. And then the kids would get that from their father. That's true. Yeah. 
Now they target music to kids. That's why you have a grown ass guy like Two Chains, who's forty years I've old. I've never thought about that before. Two Chains is forty years old, making music to kids for kids, talking about murdering and killing. Like hmm. they, they always say, music is just entertainment, right? Yeah. If you if you if you old enough, you're able to discern what they're talking. You 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 have that wisdom of to discern things, right? So like. If 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 I'm 25 and I know a little bit, right, and I listen to uh, Lil Wayne talking about I'm sipping scissor, I'm I'm doing this cool stuff. I, I mean, I know what it is, right? I, I won't take it verbatim and go do it unless I'm stupid. <laughs> but when you tell that to a child, what does that do? Negatively influences and their what? And he wants to be cool. Remember the fact, the cool, cool factor. Yeah. If Lil Wayne is cool yeah. doing that, then I want to be cool. Then I got to do that, man. That's I'm the way glad, I think I'm about glad I didn't music. Have a little Wayne as my role model growing up, man. And, 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 and that's the well. problem. A lot of the mu- these guys. now, now, mm-hmm. now the idols, the role model, yeah, in the world, yeah. are musicians, hip hop musicians, and they talk about getting money. They talk about getting money. Because that's hoes. what everyone's talking about. It doesn't matter in and drugs, the music, music industry. It's it's, anyway, it's, it's everywhere. See what it's I'm ubiquitous. saying? So instead of instead of talking about nice word. Instead of talking about, you know, um, love each other, do not steal, help your brother. Because that doesn't make you money. It does make you money. It's about the packaging. You package yeah. it well, and then you sell it. See, that is the entrepreneurial <laughs> attitude. See, Bob Marley that made that money that talking that about mean, love. Yeah. Really, more people have that attitude. It's the thing. That's the thing. A lot of people say it doesn't make you money, but it does make you money. The labels made a lot of shit tons of money putting people like Tupac. A lot more when he died. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, like, I, I honestly think that's a very important message to hear because, like, people people are told it doesn't make money. Yeah. I'm told that it doesn't make money. I see. That's you know, what, that's what they show on the media. That's what they show on news. That's what they show, you know, that's what I hear in conversation with friends. Yeah. Like, And, you know, like, the more the music was devalued, the more the record sales went down. I wouldn't go buy a record if the I wouldn't go buy a record if there's only one song that's good and ten songs that's bad. Back then, Michael Jackson used to put a record with five, yeah. seven songs. All that shit was popping. You know, vinyl's making a comeback. You see what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, yeah records. I'm yes, yeah. vinyl's making a comeback. It's making a comeback. That'd be interesting. You know, it's just it's just that you know it's just that the record labels back then the record label used to babysit you. Like what they used to do is they used hmm. to take you in, they used to develop you, artist development. Now they're going by trends. Whatever is trendy, we go with that. We follow the trends. But back then, they used to take you in and say, we're going to invest money in this guy. We're going to develop him. We're going to give him the best producers. We're going we're gonna to set him out. We're going we're gonna to build his grassroots following mm-hmm. so we can eat in the long run. Now it's just about a quick check. It's just about... That's just, why Taylor Swift doesn't do country anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now she does <laughs> pop. Quick check. Yeah. But luckily for her, she was prepared. She was a good writer. Yeah. She was a good songwriter. She she played the guitar. So she was already trained in some sort of way. Hmm. You know, it was just that, she, and she had good songs. So developing her was, didn't take, you know, it, she, they, they actually developed her. They were like, we're going to stick really? with you. Really? So you, we, you would say that's more of a case of development? Yeah, like they like took her, they signed her, they, they signed her, and they said, we're going to invest money in you all. Right, right then and there. We're going to make sure you're good. Do you think someone like that, and, like, gave up a bit of their soul? I mean, when you sign a deal, you give up a little something. There's stipulations to those deals. That's why you'll never sign a deal. Unless it's a society. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. 
well, you know. <laughs> so, so then you just said you'll only sign a deal uh, if it pertains to um, elite society. Where do you? Uh, what does the future hold for you, Dom, and uh, and elite society? What uh, what upcoming projects do you have uh, for us to look out for? I mean, you say you're always thinking ten years ahead, you know. So, yeah, All give right. us a glimpse into the future. So, we came out with a mixtape three years ago, which was like, um, what do you call that? Uh, uh, when you have your first show, your episode, what, what do you call pilot. it? Pilot. Pilot. Oh, came yeah, out with okay. a pilot. The pilot was successful. We did a mixtape release party. You were there. I was there. And we had about 300 people show up, just off our strength. No promotion, no nothing, just because mm. they knew it was the least society doing it. Wow. So um, that was a pilot. The pilot of the mixtape was called The Essence of Hip Hop. Now, three years later, we're coming out with an EP, which is set to drop probably next year, called It's About Time. It's about time to put real music out. It's about time to have a message in music, substance. We got a seven-track EP. First single is Mr. Policeman. The second single will be Mm, called um, The Life of a Good Man. And the third single will be called These Days. We already have an album that's going to come after that. It's called Gun, Globally Unified Nations. So everything is set. And then after that, we have albums after albums after that. So everything's set already. I set my career for, like, the long run. I don't have to record a day in my life. Well, guys, you know what that means. You should get on Twitter and follow. Are you guys on Twitter? Twitter, Elite Society. We're we looking to work We looking to work that out, though. We talked. <laughs> I, see, I see the new the Elite Society Twitter page coming out real strong. Hey, we on Twitter. What's up? Let's do this. I mean, Hit, follow them right away. Follow, 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 no, I follow them right away, but they got some work to do. <laughs> Even Numbers if their website and Twitter page out. aren't up to par yet, I'm sure that that'll emerge. You know, so, the, so the website is going to be out. We're not airing this for a while. In, so, yeah, know, no. So the website is going to be out pretty soon. Um, the Elite Society page is already up. You might, uh, you're going to start getting a lot of, uh, you know, commotion, I guess, you know, <laughs> when we hire someone to do things. Um, because I'm personally not a social media guy. I was told by... Uh, by a, a wise lady who we're hiring, shout out to Swank Publishing, that, you know, Instagram is vital for an artist, especially that we are handsome men. We should get some Instagram. But, you know, I like to keep my life private, personal life personal. I like to sell music, but I don't want to sell myself, which is, again, what a lot of artists yeah. are doing. Like, sometimes you know the artist before the music. But, and or, or you know the artist for the for the excuse me for the bullshit they're doing instead of the music. Yeah, I know all of Little B's beefs, his curses, his problems. I don't know any of his songs. Perfect example. He's got beef with Kevin Durant. He's got something with James Harden. He's got beef with LeBron. I could point Little B out if I saw him in the mall, but I couldn't tell you one of his tracks. I'm saying so right now, like. The, 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 the way the industry set up is to have a bunch of brand ambassadors, yeah. brand ambassadors, a bunch of popular people that can represent you, that can sell things for you. But I don't want to sell things for people. I want to sell music. That's most important. The best of them sell music only. Mm. The greatest of all time only sell music. I don't have to be here for music to, say, to huh? sell. It's a bold claim. It's not a claim. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. Oh, you you sold me. Yeah, man. 
But yeah, Dom, man, we appreciate you having uh we appreciate you being here with us today, man. You uh this was a very insightful um and entertaining interview that we've done, man. Uh yeah, pleasure I, having you. I could do this again all the time. Okay. Free okay. of charge. Okay. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> I just like some clicker or some vintage wine. Next okay, time. okay. We'll 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 look out for that okay. and uh we're uh we're looking forward to having you back again soon. All right. Uh, and excited for what the future holds for Elite Society. Thank you for having me, guys, and um, they better check out Straight Up is the next show to come up, man. <laughs> and make sure our viewers, you listen to Mr. Policeman by Dominic Gantu of Elite Society. You can find that on SoundCloud. Um, the track is hot. The beat is dope. It's true. Um, white people, you will love it. <laughs> Trust me. Hear from the guy. You, yes. you don't get any whiter than me, so. <laughs> <laughs> check us out on Twitter. Elite Society on Twitter, um, Elite Society Music on Facebook. What else? Instagram, Instagram. is coming soon, probably Elite Society. We don't know. Um, Pay Young Don D. Is that it for Dale? Um, Mr. Gantu on Twitter for me. Uh, catch me in the streets, though.